0: The Kings lose to the Warriors 130-125. to 125. This is the Royal Report where I talk anything and everything Kings basketball and I'm here to recap the Kings versus the Warriors game as well as preview what is next for the Kings. Uh, yeah, in this Kings-Warriors game, the game started very poorly for the Kings with a 10-0 run early for the Warriors. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was killing us. Uh, early on, and uh, Kaziak Akpala got subbed early for Keegan, who uh, again came off the bench but played 38 minutes, uh, whereas KZ Akpala played the first four minutes and then didn't play again. Uh, Kevin Herter started off poorly, uh, which was different than the first two games. He, uh, Couldn't keep his hot start going to the season. Uh, Sabonis still couldn't finish for some reason. Don't know what's going on with that. Although Sabonis did have a better offensive game. He had 19 points. Uh, I think when Keegan came in, the Kings started executing really well. I think the defense really locked in. I think the Warriors went on that 10 0 run, didn't, and that was like, they didn't miss a shot until they got to 10 points. Um, but then the defense started locking in, and we, we were doing a really good job of helping off of uh, Draymond and Kavon Looney, you know, they're two non shooters, and really just focusing on Wiggins, Curry, and Clay. And the offense also started executing really well. Fox was good again, and then, you know, as the quarter went on, the defense got really bad again, Um, we started fouling a lot, Uh, Mitchell had four fouls by the early second quarter, Um, for some reason, we were fouling Dante DiVincenzo a lot. There were like three instances where for some reason we were just playing right up on Dante DiVincenzo when he had the ball and then he would just drive by and get a foul call. And I'm not sure why we were doing that. I saw Terrence Davis do that. I saw De'Aaron Fox do that where they were playing up on him defensively. And I just don't really understand that because he's not going to drive by you if you play off of him and he's not going to shoot over you and if he does that's a good thing we you know you, you'll take that all day if Dante Divincenzo's is just shooting off the dribble three so i'm not sure what that was but yeah the the defense got bad in that first half obviously allowing 89 points it's still crazy to say 89 points um Steph had 28. And, you know, it's weird because the defense didn't look, it didn't look worse than it normally does, I guess. Which is the kind of the crazy part of 89 points. Like, that's way more than I've, than I ever remember seeing. You know, I don't really remember ever seeing an 80 point, at least first half. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a bad, that's a bad look and that has to improve. Like, you, like I feel like you could leave teams wide open for most of a half and they wouldn't score 89 points. But against this Warriors team, I mean, you just can't leave them open for a second. Steph started to go off, obviously. Um, I thought Wiseman was good off the bench kind of as predicted he could take advantage of, offensively of of us not having big centers and Wiggins was automatic in that first half and it really comes down to us not being very versatile defensively and not being able to switch really well. There's so many times that you know someone would get switched on to Steph or Wiggins you know it'd be harder on Wiggins or it'd be, you know, Keegan Murray on, on Steph, and they could just t- so easily take advantage of that matchup. You know, it would be Monk on Wiggins. It was just, it was really not good. Um, and really, because we don't have versatile wings, like I I talked about in the last podcast, and that's why a guy like Wiggins can take advantage of us. Um, because you know. Casey Akpala is supposed to be that wing, that versatile wing defender, but he just can't stay on the court because he's just so bad offensively. And Barnes just, he's not athletic enough to stay with these other wings. And he's not athletic enough to guard guards like Curry. So, yeah, I mean, the Kings offense was really good. I mean, it was a track meet, all that first half. Uh, I think the first half ended 89-71. You know, so for allowing 89 points, only being down 18, honestly not that bad. <laughs> Definitely still within striking distance. Uh, and, you know, the, in the third quarter, not much happened, to be honest. It was just... You know, you're kind of normal. It's a 20-point game, about, and, you know, it's not going up. It's not going down. Both teams are kind of just playing to play, and not much is happening. Uh, Then in the fourth quarter, the Kings started their comeback, um, and it was with a lineup of Fox, Monk, Herter, Metu, and Murray. And so a lineup without a center um, and with Metu kind of being the center. And there was a lot of times where Metu would get switched on to a guard in either Curry. I think it was most of the time Curry. It may have been Poole as well. But getting switched out. And he... I don't even want to say he did a great job. He really didn't. But... You know because the guard would get by him but then they just I think the help was really good and also they were really fishing for fouls mostly at the end there curry was just fishing for fouls and so he would go by but then miss the layup because he was like trying to draw contact but what was interesting was uh Mike Brown really stuck with that that lineup to close it out when it Became close when it was you know like a six point game. He did he didn't go back to Sabonis, um, and it was working. I mean, Monk was good offensively. Finally, he I mean, he wasn't efficient, but he had sixteen points. He had eight assists. Um, and the bench was was better this time, uh, and I think. You know, that, those monk eight assists really show in Rashawn Holmes' um, points. You know, he had 15. Rashawn Holmes needs people setting him up, and he finally had people. And Davion set him up at Fox, set him up a few times after Davion went to the bench in foul trouble. So Fox was playing with the reserves. Uh, and so that was better. Um, Keegan Murray was doing his thing. Uh, shooting threes and just being great on both ends. And I'll get to him a little bit later uh, because I have more to say on him. Uh, Monk had an opportunity. It was a four-point game. He was open for three, kind of in transition. But there was also just a wide open lane. He could have just gone in there and dunked it. And made it a two-point game. But he chose to, you know, shoot the three. I can't be too mad at it. I definitely wanted him to drive it at the time. Because, you know... I mean, he shot four for ten from three. But he was not, like, on fire or anything. And I know it's open. Which is why I can't get too mad at it. But he could have just driven it inside. Uh, But, uh, yeah. He missed that. And the game was pretty much over from there. Uh which is similar to the last two games just getting it close but just can't get the lead. Uh so yeah, I mean it brings us to 0 and 3. All three games pretty s- not, you know, similar in how they they played out through the entire game, but at the end They're pretty similar. You know, I don't think it's time to panic yet. Being 0-3, I I know I see a lot of people on Twitter already panicking, you know, saying, oh, we're going to go 0-8 now because look at the schedule. But, I mean, the reality of it is we lost to a 3-0 team in the Portland Trail Blazers. And we lost to two title contenders in back-to-back games, in close games. I... I think some people don't want to look at this as a close game because of how it was in the first half and throughout most of the game. Uh, But it was a close game up until like halfway through that second quarter. And then at the end, you know, and really all that matters is at the end, whether it's a close game. You know, it was a close game. The defense was definitely concerning, allowing 130 points. But I think the thing that we have to take into consideration is that it was on a back to back, you know, we had to travel somewhat. (laughs) I mean, no, it's not a far, far distance from Sacramento to San Francisco, but it is, you know, traveling and it is the Warriors and they can do that. You know, Curry just going out for 20 in the first half. He only ended with 33, only five points in that second half. And, we almost took advantage of that, but yeah, I mean it was just some matchup problems was really the the problem defensively, and you know we're gonna have matchup problems against other teams as well. But I don't think that it's time to panic. Like I said, it's not time to panic yet. Uh, but I think what this really showed is Keegan Murray needs to start. And Mike Brown said that he has a chance of starting now. And why just a chance? Why Why just a chance? He needs to start. It's pretty clear. He's, he played the most minutes out of any king. And he played more than Casey Akpala and Harrison Barnes combined by 13 minutes. 13 minutes more than our two starting wings combined. I mean, come on, and uh, honestly, you know, he could start over either Barnes or Akpala, I don't care, (laughs) either one, Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be Akpala, but Barnes needs to be way better, four points, one for one from the field, and still not shooting well from the line, I don't know what's going on with him, like, if he, if, if you're not going to give us anything defensively, he needs to at least give us something offensively. And right now he's just not, I don't know if he's even made a three all season, but I think Keegan Murray, his defensive instincts are something I noticed in this game that they were really good um, on his helps getting deflections and a steal, at least one steal. Um, Yeah, just one steal. But I think we, we have four starters for the future. And that's um, obviously Fox, Herter, Murray, and Sabonis. And there's just a big gaping hole at the wing. Doesn't matter if it's a small forward, power forward, doesn't matter. Just at the wing position. Because Harrison Barnes just is not good enough right now. And he's not, you know, obviously he's not an option for the future of this team. So I don't know if it's possible to get someone in a trade. I don't know who it would be. You know, wings are in high demand across the league at all times, pretty much. So I'm sure it would be a pretty high cost to get one in in a trade. But I, I do think... That, well, drafting Keegan Murray, even if he wasn't as good as he is right now, it was the right decision because imagine this team without Keegan Murray. There would be zero good wings. <laughs> I mean, it would be bad. Um, but, yeah, in this game, obviously we had Monk finally going, but then Herter isn't going offensively. We can't get them both at the same time, apparently. And we need them both at the same time. So, yeah. I mean, moving on from this game, the next game, on Thursday, at home, I believe, uh, against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are 2-1. and one. They've beat the Knicks Rockets, and most recently, they got blown out by the Mavericks. Uh, and then they play the Nets today on whatever day today is, Monday. John Moran obviously is going to be a problem. He's averaging like 34 points per game in the first three games of this season. He's going to be a matchup problem for our guards. But but we just have to contain everyone else, really. I think Adam Steven Adams versus Sabonis will be interesting on the offensive end for the Kings. You know how does Sabonis do against Stephen Adams, and then we, I mean, we need to team rebound on defense against Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams probably the best offensive rebounder in the game right now, strongest guy in the league. Um, but I don't think we should be scared of this Grizzlies team. You know, they they won against some not great teams and got blown out by a, you know, a good team. And I think this is a really good chance for us to get uh, our first win at home. Because starting 0-4 is not exactly ideal, you know? I mean, it it's not a must-win, you know? it's We're still only three games into the season, no game's a must-win, but going 0-4 is definitely not a good look, and you don't want to dig yourself into a hole. Uh... But yeah, I I don't think this Grizzlies team is as good as, you know, the Clippers or the Warriors. And playing at home on a lot of rest, I think, is a really good chance for us to get our first W. So yeah, I will be back on Thursday night with that uh, recap of that game. Hopefully we finally get to talk about a, a win But uh, yeah, if you're watching on on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening to the audio podcast anywhere else, leave a rating, review, and uh, I will see you guys later. Peace.